everyone and welcome back to my podcast, Let's Get Uncomfortable. Today we talk about a random bunch of topics. Uh, The first one I'm going to talk about is about my experience with getting my lip filler dissolved. I'm also going to discuss my theory I have on why we sometimes opt for advice we know we don't actually want to take. And then I also discuss this thought I had about why grumpy people may actually be afraid of death and that's why they're grumpy. So I will elaborate on that. And then I also spoke about how I am currently trying to recurate my Instagram explore feed and change what I see through my phone and why I think that's important. So on that note, I hope you guys enjoy this episode and let's get right into it. So I booked an appointment, which I thought was just a consult to talk about getting my lip filler removed. And I went to the appointment. I was just, I was really just expecting a consult. My boyfriend and I were building Ikea shelves that day. I'm like, you know what? I'll be back in like half an hour. We'll continue this all as well. And as soon as I get there, she starts taking photos of my face and like started talking about putting the numbing cream on. And I was like, um, I'm doing it today. And she's like, well, yeah, that's what we, that's what we scheduled you in for. But she's like, you don't necessarily have to get it done today. And I was having a little bit of like a battle in my brain because I know I want, I knew I wanted to get it removed, but I felt like I wasn't fully ready in that moment to get it removed just because I knew I was going to feel a bit insecure afterwards. And yeah, so I decided, you know what? I'm like, I'm here. I have the appointment time. Let's just get this stuff out. So I got it removed and it was an interesting experience. Getting lip filler is already pretty uncomfortable, but this was just a different kind of sensation just because they only make a few holes and go into your lip with a cannula. So you feel this like wire moving through your lip. I felt like there was an insect in my lip. And then they put this, I forget what kind of acid, but they put some kind of acid in your lip with the cannula and you can feel it burning the lip filler away. And I was just like, when I got off the chair, it was covered with sweat because I was so uncomfortable, like not even like super painful. It was just the sensation was very, very uncomfortable. So I got my lip filler removed. They were super puffy afterwards. And as the day went on, I already noticed them shrinking quite a bit. I'm like, okay, you know what? Like I'm going to be okay with this. Like they're obviously going to be smaller, but I haven't had my old lips in so long. I forgot what I truly looked like with my original lips. And once you get lip filler removed, your lips are super wrinkly afterwards. So it just looks extra unappealing. And a couple days went by and I was feeling very insecure. Like even my boyfriend was getting kind of sad because he's like, I'm not used to seeing you like this because usually you are quite confident with yourself. And I just felt so down. I almost didn't go to the gym one day because I felt so insecure over my face. Like I was so uncomfortable looking in the mirror. I was like, oh my God, I did not, I I knew I was going to feel insecure, but I did not know I was going to feel that insecure. And it's also been a long time since I've gotten any other filler or Botox. So a little fun fact about me, I will randomly, not super often, but every once in a while get filler in my left cheek because (laughs) this is just weird I didn't have molars on that side of my face for a long time because I did not take care of my teeth when I was younger so I was never able to chew on the left side of my mouth for almost 10 years 
So the muscles on that side of my face are a lot less prominent and that side of my face gets sunken in quite a bit. So I would get filler put in my left side of my cheek and then um, I would get Botox in my forehead. And I stopped doing that. Like I haven't gotten any filler or Botox for quite a long time. Like there's none left in my face now. And I was learning to become more like comfortable with that because the Botox thing, I'm like, ah, I could do without Botox. And the filler thing in my cheek, I now have a dental implant there, so I'm able to eat on that side if anyone cares about this information. So I'm slowly building up my face muscles back. So I really haven't had any aesthetic stuff like that done to my face in quite a while, and I felt quite confident with myself still. But getting the lip filler dissolved was just a different thing because I remember like when I originally booked my lip filler appointment like in 2015 I was so insecure with myself like I truly hated my entire body I did not like my face I was definitely under eating during that time I was vegan I was also doing drugs it's just not a good combination I just wanted to be so skinny I would run like 10 kilometers almost every single day it was a very awful time in my life and going and getting my lip filler dissolved as a 27 year old, I felt like I was back in 2015 and it was just a very uncomfortable feeling and I did not know how to react to the situation. I immediately said to my boyfriend, I'm like, as soon as these are healed, I'm getting them refilled because I do not like my face. And then I decided to sit with it for a little bit because I felt uncomfortable wanting to get filler put back into my lips when I felt that insecure because I felt like then I was just back to being my 2015-year-old self, however old I was back then. I made a TikTok talking about my lip filler experience and I did mention in that as well that I've been practicing so hard to remind myself that I am more than a body that is something that I am working so hard towards and I'm definitely progressing and viewing myself as more than a body. But when I was doing that, I was really not focusing like that much on my face. I was focusing on like my body body, like focusing on, okay, I don't need to have abs to feel worthy. I don't need to have a certain physique to feel worthy of happiness because that's just what I was practicing for myself. Did not put into regard my face because I was <laughs> – confident with my face and now getting the lip filler removed I was like oh my god I am like not confident with my face anymore and so now I'm trying to remind myself that I'm also more than my face and I am more than my body I decided I am not going to refill my lips until I learn how to radically accept myself as I am right now I do not want to get my lips filled and I feel this insecure because I am not going to learn the lesson here. I don't want to be back to my 19-year-old self fixing insecurities from a dark place. I want to be fully comfortable with myself before I try to enhance any part of my body. And who knows, if I or I know I will get to that point where I am so confident with myself that I may never want to get my lips refilled again because I will not feel the need to and because I will not want to. But if I want to, I will allow myself to do that. I just need to make sure that I'm doing it for the right reasons. And where is that coming from? Is that just a social construct that makes me feel like I need to have big lips? Or do I truly love having bigger lips? So that is something that I am going to take a while 
to decide on whether or not I will refill them or not. So I think that's everything I want to say regarding the lip filler conversation. If anyone has any questions about that and that whole experience, um, please let me know. Or if you've had your lip filler dissolved, your thoughts on lip filler, like I want to know you, you can message me on Instagram and yeah, let me know your thoughts on that. But another thing that I wanted to talk about on this episode was a little bit about advice. So I read this really great essay. I am obsessed with The Minimalist. Like, I don't know whoever's listening to this. They probably have heard me reference The Minimalist so much, but I've listened to them for so long since their podcast first started and it was not that great sounding. I've just been like a supporter for as long as I could remember. But their website, they have, you just go to theminimalist.com and they have such profound essays on there. And I was reading one about advice by Joshua Fields Milburn and he was saying some like we ask people for advice so we can get validation on the choice we've already made in our heads or we ask people for advice so we don't have to think about making a decision like it's kind of an easy escape like oh I can ask for advice and whatever that person says I'm just gonna go with what that person says because I don't have to think about alternatives and it is the easy way out or you already know your decision, but you just need like that extra little, oh yeah, you should do that in order for you to go for it because you don't trust yourself enough to be like, you know what, that's a solid decision. I'm going to take my own advice. And I just wanted to add on that thing that I was reading because I've definitely have done that in my past. I've definitely asked for advice, even though I knew what I was going to do anyways. And I have asked for advice because I didn't want to think about the thing anymore. I'm like, you know what, I'm going to let my best friend decide for me what to do in this situation because I simply don't want to think about it anymore. But one thing that I noticed was in the past, it's like when you're looking for advice and you decide in your mind what you're going to do, you, at least with me, I sometimes would take the wrong advice knowing that it was the wrong advice. So I will just give an example. My thought process for a very long time was, should I pursue, because I've always loved to write since I was a kid. Um, I would take breaks from doing it, but I just have always loved to write and I've always loved fitness. And I feel like my own advice in my head, I knew deep down I would much rather be a writer than a fitness person but the thought like subconsciously I realized I was doing this the thought of failing at writing hurts so much more than failing at fitness because writing is something that I wanted so much more so it hurts more and in order to avoid the pain of that failure you go for the sub you go for the option that's going to give you less pain and that was a huge aha moment for me because you don't realize what your subconscious is doing sometimes until months or years later and you're like oh you're like that is why I was self-sabotaging myself from something that I actually really wanted just because I'm scared of failing at the things that I want most and I was thinking about that the other day and I was like why would I do that why would I go for the worst advice possible 
and take that path. And I was thinking, I did that because it is a lot easier to fail at something when you know you don't actually really want it. So when you are really, when you really want something, it can be so scary because the thought of failure failure is so much more intense when you really want something and you don't get it. But when you know you don't actually really want something, it's so much easier to fail at it. So I really just wanted to share that because I would love to know if that has happened to any one of you or if you didn't realize you were doing that and by me now saying that to you, you realize that you've done that in your past. It's crazy to think the extent our minds and our bodies will go to to avoid discomfort and to avoid pain when those are the things that you sometimes have to go towards the most to figure out what you truly want out of life. And this is another theory that I came up with that's kind of related to what I just said with the whole going towards something that you know you don't actually want to avoid the pain of losing what you want. So I have this theory that, you know, when you just like run into people, whether it's someone you actually know or a stranger, you don't know what those people are going through sometimes, but those people that you see somewhat frequently and they're just always so miserable and always so grumpy, even though from what you see, it looks like everything is going fine around them, but they always just find something to complain about or something to be miserable about. I think that some people will choose to be so miserable in their lives because subconsciously they are afraid of death. That sounds crazy when I say it, but I'm going to elaborate on that and you guys will have to tell me if you think this could potentially be a fact. So I think a lot of people are afraid of death And the thought, like, if you're a very grumpy, miserable person and you go through your life hating your life and you don't want to enjoy everything or don't want to enjoy anything for that matter, do you think that could be because subconsciously you are extremely afraid of death? So the thought of death is less daunting because life actually isn't that great anyway. So it's like when I die, I die and it's over, like whatever, life's awful we just work and pay bills and that's it like isn't that kind of easier to digest the thought of death when life isn't that great so it's not as scary whereas I view it a bit differently than that I do think about death quite frequently probably more than the average person but I don't know maybe other people think about it frequently too but the thought of death makes me want to live my life to the fullest because it makes me realize like how temporary this all is like we don't get another chance at doing this and it makes me want to live a very exciting life but then if you live a very exciting fulfilled happy life it could seem a little bit more daunting to die because like you're having so much fun like I don't want to die but it's all about your perspective on it like I personally would rather have a very fun life and then pass away and be like wow that was a great life that I lived where some people can be so afraid of death that they just rather have a miserable life. So when they get close to death, they're like, ah, whatever. Like, it's not that great here anyways. Let's get the fuck out of here. (laughs) I just wanted to share that theory because I 
I honestly have a lot of these thoughts while I'm brushing my teeth, as weird as that is. I call them my toothbrush thoughts because I always, I take so long doing my flossing and brushing of my teeth and I do everything in exactly the same order. So I just let my mind wander and I just have sometimes the most like aha, crazy epiphany moments while I'm brushing my teeth. Um, So yeah, those are the thoughts I wanted to share with you guys for this week. I, it's kind of random, just I felt like those were the things I wanted to talk about the most. Oh, actually, there's more I want to talk about. Scratch that. I'm really trying to maneuver out of fitness stuff. Even though I love fitness so much, I feel like in order for me to grow into the person that I want to be, I do have to take fitness a little less seriously. That is not a bash towards anyone who does fitness because fitness is a beautiful, great thing. But just for me, myself, how my brain works, how I'm trying to heal my body and my mind, I am trying to get out of the fitness industry world. And I'm realizing when you are in the fitness industry world, especially on social media, I felt like I was in such a bubble because literally everything that I see on social media is bodybuilding and fitness and competitions. Like it's all I see on my feed. And that is such a small fragment of information that is on the internet. I'm only seeing fitness stuff. And it was slowly starting to drive me crazy. I would go to my explore feed to try and like either entertain myself or just like try and find some inspiration for some videos and go through reels, trying to find like cool audios. It is all fitness. And I'm like, oh my God, like I, like that is literally all I see all day on my phone is just fitness stuff. So I am now like, what is the little thing? Oh, so when you go, Whenever I see a fitness post, I now go to not interested because I'm trying to recurate my algorithm on my Instagram so I'm not only seeing fitness stuff. And I unfortunately did have to unfollow quite a few people just because I don't want that to be all that I see because that stuff is not going to lead me to the content that I want to create in the future. I need to have different inspiration. And I just wanted to share that because I think we forget how in control we can be over our devices. And if you don't like what you're seeing on your phone, you can start to change your algorithm. You can start searching up different things and get inspired by your social media rather than getting angry at it like I was. No offense to any fitness people. It's just not what I want to see at this point in my life. So that is a little reminder to you that you can recurate your Instagram your TikTok, your Facebook, whatever you use, because you are just, you were able to do that. You just have to start liking the things that you actually truly like and start putting the effort into making it a positive experience rather than something you just blindly go on and not really realize what you're digesting through your eyeballs. Digesting through your eyeballs sounds so fucked up, so just ignore that I said that, but... Yeah, I wanted to share that because hopefully that's helpful to someone. Like if you see something on your phone all the time, just click that you're not interested. And you can also write in words um, of hashtags that you don't want to see on your feed. So I wrote like bikini competitions, fitness in the words I don't want to see on my feed. So I start seeing other things and I see more like writing inspiration or I see more photography stuff and just like more aesthetic stuff that makes me feel good when I go on my phone. So I wanted to share that with you guys. Hopefully that is a helpful little tip. 
And yeah, I think I'm going to end it there because I talked about a lot of little random things about the lip filler dissolving. We talked about um, my theory on why we may opt for advice we don't actually want to take. And then we talked about grumpy people may have a fear of death. And we also talked about how you can start to curate your social media to what you actually want to see and what makes you feel good. So on that note, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Message me if you have any questions about it or if you actually have any topics you want me to discuss. So thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you guys in the next one. Bye.